In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm up earlier than my guest, which sounds a bit strange because this guy is up super, super early. I know he is because he, when he DMs me, it is super early. So I'm here with the one, the only, Ken Carmen. Ken, how are you? Doing well, friend. How are you? I'm excellent. Ken, I've got to ask, what time do you actually get up? 3.21 a.m. Oh, my God. That's when the bell rings and then I get it. I don't like just like pop out of bed. It, it, it might take me 10, 20, 30 minutes. Some days a little bit longer than others. But, yeah, the first alarm goes off at, at 3.21. Because yeah, when you reply to me, you're the first person ever in Ohio to ever uh, wake or get hold of me. It's like eight thirty here in London. So, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I know you get up early because uh, you're messaging me. And I, I think if if anyone's ever given you abuse of like you, you suddenly uh, you suddenly became famous, it's like actually, mate, I'm up at three o'clock every single morning talking <laughs> about Ohio sport. <laughs> But, that's, but this is a good question for me because um, a lot of our global listeners can't actually listen to uh, 92.3 The Fan. So it'd be great to understand what is your actual background, Ken, and uh, where did it all start off and uh, how long have you been doing the show for? Well, I'm from Canton, I'm from, um, which is about 60 miles away from Cleveland. And uh, I've been doing, uh, I've been working at The Fan since uh, 2011. And then I started doing the mornings in 2015. Uh, so I was doing nights at first, and then I, I took over uh, in mornings um, 2015 in a couple of different incarnations. Uh, 2016, 2017, uh, my buddy Anthony Lima joined me in the mornings. And so we've been doing that ever since. And I'm trying, I gotta try to make sure everything's uh, you know, up in my head here. I'm getting it all right. So um, I, I've been lucky where since I started in radio, I either worked in Akron, which is about 40 miles away. And so it's either, it's all been in Northeast Ohio, which you really don't get that. And I know I'm really lucky there because most guys have to like, like Baskin worked in Wyoming. And then you worked in Wyoming or Montana, one of the two. Uh, you know, Jeff Phelps worked in uh, Beaumont, Texas for a spell and then came back. So you usually have to leave to come back. I never got to do, I never had to do that. Thank God. Um, maybe a little bit of a drawback here and there, but I, I've always enjoyed it. There's more pressure because, you know, you start out in your home, home area. You don't really get to work on those skills and try to, you know, work those skills in. But other than that, I, I've, I've really been blessed to, to be able to do it here because this is basically where everybody wants to go if they're born here. Right. They always want to, they always want to come back. So I, I know you're from, uh, I, I know you're from what, what part of, are you from London? Is that where you're from? No, I'm actually from Cornwall, which is uh, five hours drive southwest. Wow. Uh, it's a, it's a, a tourist area, farm area, fishing area. Okay. And, and myself, I moved to London when I was 18. So um, uh, my dream is to retire back down in Cornwall. So that, oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a, isn't that where Doc Martin's filmed or something like that over there? Pole Doc? 
I don't, I don't know. One of the two. There's either Doc, there's the pool dog, and there's Doc Martin, and there's a couple other ones. I forget. Yeah, I know one of them was filmed over there. A, a lot of my friends and family members have very strong Cornish accents, so uh, I, I won't attempt to do the accent because they'd be very upset with me. Um, they, they, they sound like farmers, basically. So. Uh. Oh really? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, in, a, in a roundabout way. That's always been. Um, that's kind of how you know, my whole thing went. So I, I've been very happy to, uh, you know, basically stay with all of in Northeast Ohio. My wife's from Youngstown. So uh, it's, it's been very nice not having to uh, really do a huge move uh, at some point as I got started off here. And um, tell us, did you go to um, a college, uh, university to study? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, went to, I went to University of Akron. Uh, they had a radio program that was pretty good. I actually if I would have done it differently, and I, I should have done it differently, uh, I probably would have been in I, my minor, uh, which I, I, I do have an associate's, but it's not worth anything, uh, is in uh, social studies education. Because uh, I was going to think, well, I, I kind of would you know, be a teacher and a coach uh, somewhere. And then uh, this just kind of picked up. You know, you get a little bit lucky. You got to really work hard and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I got, I got lucky. And uh, got into a great, great, you know, group of stations there. You know, we usually have clusters here where it's not just one station. So like 92.3, the fan doesn't just have that. We have NCX and Star 102 and Q104 and we're all in like one nice cluster there. So uh, I, I got in a pretty good group. And then uh, this opportunity came along. We were able to move up. And so uh, obviously here, you know, I got, I got a good boss and I got good people around us. So it's, again, it's, it's, it's a nice thing to, to be in a city where it's not the biggest city, obviously, uh, here, but it's also, it's not the smallest, but it's also a place where there is a very strong uh, sports fan base that I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people try to understand, but they don't really understand until they live here and they, at least they interact with the fans. It's a very, very strong sports-centric fan base that I don't think you really don't get. Uh, in a lot of the other cities. I don't think you get it in Cincinnati. I don't think you get it in Detroit. I don't think you get it in, in Buffalo. Buffalo's a good sports town too, and they all got their perks, but I don't think it has anywhere near when you have the three teams in Cleveland right around each other in the city where there's always something going on. There's it, there's never really a downtime. So there's a lot of fun to go around with. There's some struggles, but there's a lot of fun to go around with what we've seen over the last eight years. I think that's really fair, and especially coming from the, the UK. We look at London, for example, and we've got like five soccer teams. Mm -hmm. So London is not dedicated to one team. The, the, the city is totally split up. And a question for you, actually, is uh, do you get told, look, you've got to be a little bit supportive of the Bengals or the Steelers because they're your neighbours, or you can, you can uh, do what you want? No, no, no. There, there's uh, The Steelers, I don't, I don't look forward to any of the Steelers stuff. The Bengals are just a non-entity to me, and that's not a slight. I, I've just never really been moved by the Bengals whatsoever. Uh, the Ravens, obviously, there's something naturally there because of the history. The Steelers are the same way, but I, I've really never felt that way uh, about the Bengals. Now, I have, when the Bills made the playoffs a couple years ago, I wanted the Bills to do well. There's a lot of fans here who, because being from Canton, there's a lot of fans who, who come down for Hall of Fame festivities and stuff. And so when I worked at a pizza shop when I was a kid, yeah, they'd stop in, and they were always really nice people. So I always had a pretty good interaction with them. Detroit, Detroit's whatever. Uh, but Buffalo, 
there's always been a little bit of, I've had a little bit of an affinity for because they're, they're pretty good people over there. I know my experiences are different from other people's. I've heard a couple horror stories, but for the most part, I've, I really enjoyed those people and I, I really want them to do well, especially if, if we can't do well, but since the Browns can do well, uh, it's gotta be Browns first. I was speaking to uh, Bo Bishop and obviously he's down in Columbus. So he's, he's like step, stepping on a uh, Bengals territory. So he's, he's, he's got to be a little bit more sensitive that he's so pro Browns. It's, it's a different type of mix down there. And I think that, and he could probably answer it better. I think that this is why, and some people got a little bit worked up. I don't mind if they want to move training camp or a portion of training camp down to Columbus. Uh, it's a day trip. Some people got upset, uh, but I think it's a day trip. And also what you're trying to do is that because it's a college town and it'll always be about Ohio state, it's, it's a huge major city. I mean, Columbus is really big, but it's when we say college town, we think small rural area. Uh, it's a very big city, but it's always going to be about Ohio state first. And so when it comes to the pros, it's always going to be second. And then there's a mix of Ohio or the mix of, Cleveland, a little bit of Bengals, even though Cincinnati and Columbus don't seem to get along very well. A little bit of Bengals, uh, a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers, and maybe even a little bit of Colts drip down in there. So if you have what we think is going to be a good team with a good quarterback who I think is – obviously there's going to be ups and downs with wins and losses and things like that, but as long as he continues on this path, I think he'll end up being a great ambassador for the team. And so if you have a guy like that who kids seem to like, who fans certainly seem to rally around. I, I think it only makes sense to expand the fan base and let everybody have that fun. I, I, I don't know where Bo sits on it, per, per se. I've never asked him about that. And I've talked to Bo many times, but that, that's never really come up. I, I would imagine he probably feels the same way. I'd be interested to hear his answer. But I'm definitely down with making sure that the footprint is always going to be in Northeast Ohio, but also trying to stretch that as far as I can to get down to Youngstown, get some of those Youngstown people back, and then obviously with Cincinnati, and then Toledo. Get some of those. The Lions haven't been that good, so you don't have to worry that much. But make sure Toledo comes on over, and everybody can stick around here and be, and be Browns fans. And Ken, as you know, global following: Australia, Germany, England, yeah, Mexico, Brazil. There's well, Browns fans everywhere. And I, I hear a lot of folks because now that they're supposed to be good, and they should be good. I picked them at eleven and five this year, and I. Weirdly, I, I think some people thought it was a little bit conservative, uh, but I thought eleven and five was a good, eleven and five is a strong record. You're a playoff team; you're going to get a first round bye at eleven and five, so that's a good, that's a great record for you. Um, I think that with what they've done, and with some of the other feelings there as well, is that which what you're trying to do is make sure that everybody's going to be encased as a Browns fan, and then of course you want to be able to, to branch out. The reason why I think there's so many global, worldwide Browns fans is because the glory years of the of the 1940s and 1950s, and then into 1960, into the early 1960s, is you had incredible football players. People in Alabama who who could get an NFL game, they were watching the Cleveland Browns. All of a sudden, you have a big pocket of fans in Alabama who are big Alabama fans, or Auburn fans, or SEC football fans. You end up making them Browns fans because. The team was very successful at the time. So I know people get bothered by the whole bandwagon thing, but the bandwagon, especially for young people, if, if you can build it up that way, 
the bandwagon does create diehard fans. And so that's what you, you're trying to do. Now, it might be different now because young people seem to be a little bit more into the athlete themselves, not necessarily the team. And that's something that I think pro sports has to deal with over time because I think if you go too far in that direction, like the NBA has made a couple of mistakes. I, I defend them here and there about it. But if you go too far in that direction, then you can run into some problems there. But I have no problem with bringing in people who, who don't – as long as they're willing to learn, obviously, and that's at a macro – that's at a micro level between me and you and, and, and who I'm talking to. But I think overall with the fan base, as long as, as long as they're supportive and even if they don't know the recent struggles, it's okay. I, I want those people because those people end up becoming diehard fans who understand – the struggle eventually and certainly understand the uh, the hopefully the great times to come yeah, excellent and uh, that brings me on nicely to my next question when you saw the schedule what was your first first thoughts well a lot of early primetime games and primetime games are always against good teams usually so that becomes a, a little bit of a problem where you don't want the season to get away from you too soon so they're going to mind them they're going to have to mind their p's and q's and make sure that everything's taken care of. I know Tennessee is a team that people think are beatable, and they are. Uh, they got a quarterback that's won, went to the playoffs and actually won, but I, I think they're a definitely a beatable football team for this Browns team. The Jets, I think the same way, even on the road. I think you have a great chance to start off 2-0, and and then after that it gets very, very difficult. So I, I think that it's going to be a really nice early test for Freddie Kitchens and for this very young football team on what they can do uh, to hold down things before the schedule kind of evens out and then you're at one and then you're at four and then you can really work into a rhythm of what you're trying to do because for fans, you know, we'll do whatever. But for a football team, you're trying to find a rhythm. Every day is supposed to be, you know, rationalized the same way and you want to do the same thing. But if you're not playing at one o'clock or four o'clock all the time, that ends up being a problem. That, that ends up being a problem. So, I'm glad we play. I'm glad we play uh, primetime games, but also there there is a little bit of worry. But it's better than playing at one o'clock every time and no one caring about you. So I'll take that. Yeah, uh, my 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 first reaction was great. We got a home game first, but then I was a little bit worried that there's the two away games um, against the Pats and then to Denver, and then we got a chance to get a ribbon back with three home games in a in a row. Yeah. Do you, Do you think Hunt's going to be back for the Pats game? Um, that's, that's after the bye week yet, two weeks to get ready for them. Uh, is it, let me remember, that's week nine, isn't it? Or week I 10? Believe so. and I, th I think that's the week when he can come back. So no one's really talked about it yet, but I think. I, I would be surprised if he's, if by the time he's ready to come back, if he's not ready to come back, maybe it's another week. But I, I feel, especially if they can file this where they, they're able to get help and have him in there, I think that that is a – I think that he'll be able to play against New England. And if he's able to play against New England, that's going to make a world of difference because that's going to be a tough game anyway. You know, I, I, I couldn't help it. I had to pick that as a loss. I hate doing it. Um, I'd love for it to be – I mean, good God, I'd be over the moon if it was a win. But Ed, that's just such a tough place to play. But I like it because, real quick, I think it's a great measuring stick for them because Tom Brady wins games based on just being Tom Brady. There's an aura there. And when you go to Gillette, there's a feeling that you're supposed to lose that game because you're taking on Tom Brady in New England. And a lot of the guys on this defense, like you look at Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's a very young man. Uh, Miles Garrett 
was probably just out of diapers and, and, and on swing sets when Tom Brady won his first championship. So this is going to be a uh, this is going to be an interesting interesting game that I think all of America is going to be watching that that afternoon at four twenty five. I, I I can't wait for it. I I look forward to the measuring stick. I look forward to the Monday conversation after, and then set and sail for the rest of the season. Because if they win, I think people are going to be calling in talking about Super Bowl. I, and I think they're going to really mean it sincerely then. Excellent. One bit I loved about your social media was when we signed OBJ was the fireworks. You got to talk me through that, Ken. What happened? All right, what had happened? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Because okay, I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I, uh, my eye was messing up again this morning. Um, what happened was when uh, they – I just like, man, I want to I, – I, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't I, – because I felt the fans the, – the fans, the players, everybody kind of talked it into existence. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where – how do I put it? You put an idea in people's heads. You know what I mean? You make it seem like it's their idea and it's a good idea. So, you know, enough people talk about it. And at first it might seem like a crazy idea and it might seem crazy to the two participants. It might seem crazy to Dave Gettleman and it might seem crazy to John Dorsey, but then all of a sudden they start talking and they're like, well, wait a minute, what are we talking about here? Is there a deal that can be done? Is it, can we make this happen? And I think, you know, I get, I give Dustin a lot of credit for just pounding away at it. And we had emails that the, the morning of, I had like three or four, and Lima can attest to this, nasty emails. Stop talking about this. You're wasting our time. We're turn, I'm turning off the station. This is ridiculous. Stop it. You guys have been talking about and I've always wanted them. So it was like Dustin was saying, like, well, I'm saying it tomorrow. Dustin's talking about it. I'm saying it in the morning. So I, I just kept, I want them. I want them bad. I want one and three, whatever it takes. And it finally happens. And so I was excited and I just like setting stuff on fire. And so I had, I had um, other fireworks that I set off back in the summer and I didn't get a chance to set them off. We were on a trip on 4th of July. We were on Youngstown, I think it was. I didn't get a chance to set them off. So I set them off the next day and I still had some left over and I didn't realize they were going to be as big as they were. <laughs> Cause I, I was like, okay, I got this box. I'll set the box off. And it just like went into the air. And I, my first thought was, this was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I hope there's no problem here. But then when it seemed like it was fine, then I, I could really take it in. The story behind this, and I've told this, and nobody like realized it. I was not the first person out there setting off fireworks. <laughs> there were other people who were setting off fireworks. And I had run downstairs, and I came up going, oh, my God, I'm late to the party. So there were other people who set off some, some bottle rockets and things like that. Uh, there were some people who were really excited about it. It's it, it's beyond where I thought it was going to be. It's this is and seeing him in the jersey yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. It does. I, I you can put that guy in anything. He's going to look good in it. And he looks and the 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 color rush jerseys are great. And he looks great in the color rush jersey. And now it's starting to come around. Like oh my god, this is really going to happen. So I, I'm just I'm an, I'm an excitable person, and I was pretty damn excited when they actually made that trade. Well, mate, it was awesome to watch them uh, fireworks go off. And uh, my last question for you is, hmm. a real quick one is, what is your second favorite sport in Ohio? I'm coming out in, uh, I'm coming out to watch Indians in May, but then later on in September when I come out to watch the Browns, what's, what second sport would you recommend? And you can only say one. Oh. I mean, the, the, in, in, the, in, the, in September... 
would have to be Ohio State down in Columbus, right? Uh, the, the whole the whole state's about football. So, I, I mean, it's easy for me to try to tell you high school football. But, man, there's a, there's just a bunch of places where you could go for high school football and get a really special experience. So, I, I can't give you just one because if I tell you one, then somebody's going to get bent out of shape that I told yeah, you. Yeah, of course. There. Yeah. Uh, I would say definitely Ohio State. I, I would say that if you can get in there for that one, just the gathering of 100,000 people. I would like to see it, if you could do it and make a comparison between what that is compared to, you know, your guys' football and, and what that type of gathering is. I think that'd be pretty fun. Your guys is because the, the neighborhoods are so close and things like that. I, if I ever go over there, that's something I got to see. I got I to gotta be there. I got to feel that type of atmosphere. I feel that – I feel like Ohio State could be the closest thing – that you get to that, even though, I mean, the place holds up like 110,000. So I, I'm, I'm not sure how connected it's going to be, but it's definitely going to be a big deal. If you can get down there, I'm not sure of their schedule, but if it's in September, they should be playing. They should be playing at home still. So you should be okay if you can get down there. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Ken. And you're spot on because what I noticed in NFL, you've got your fans mixed, but in college, you've got your divides. That's similar to the soccer soccer thing as well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be ninety something percent Ohio State, and there'll be one section to the other team, depending on who they're playing. Uh, if they play Cincinnati, I think they might play Cincinnati at home. There might be a few more, but other than that, it's it's really something to it's something to see. You got to show up early because you if if you go, you got to show up early because you want to see them do script Ohio. That's okay. really really cool how that's done. So just you can do whatever you want. That's just my <laughs> suggestion. If you go, go early so you can see him do script Ohio. It's, it's one of the best things you'll see in college football. Well, Ken, thank you so much for your time. Where can anyone, I'm sure everyone's listening to you as you, they drive to work in the mornings, but our uh, international listeners and uh, where can we find you? Um, I didn't know that you guys couldn't listen over there. So I'm going to try to address that with my boss when I get in on Monday and see if there's any way we can do that. It's probably way above our heads, but I'll try to do that. Second of all, uh, Twitter, um, at Ken Carmen on Twitter, uh, Browns Radio during the season. Uh, after that, I mean, it, it, and then again in the States, radio.com app, 92.3 the fan on the radio.com app, 92.3 the fan.com, or just on the old fashioned FM on uh, 92.3 FM. You'll be surprised, Ken. A lot of the international guys know you from Cleveland Browns Daily. Well, yeah, because we always have those. I like to make we. I like to make running jokes with Nathan and, and and Bo as much as I can, and I know they like to have a couple with me. So that's always a little bit of fun with those guys, and I love those guys. So, uh, you know, I know it's on different stations, but you know, we all work together in a lot of ways because of the Browns partnership. And so, obviously, anything we ever say against each other is always in jest because I, I really do appreciate both those guys over there, and of course, Gibbs. Got to say good things about Gibbs too. <laughs> All right, Ken, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, buddy. Anytime you need me, let me know. Go Browns. See you Go in Browns. Cleveland. No, we'll do. All right.